0: You're listening to Parenting with Emotional Intelligence, a subset of the Living and Leading with Emotional Intelligence podcast. I'm Brittany Nicole, your host, the founder of Catalyst for Change LLC, Generation EQ, and the author of The EQ Deficiency. If you find the information in this podcast valuable and want to learn more about how you too can incorporate this essential skill in your and your family's lives, I welcome you to contact me personally. I have my personal calendar link in the show notes below and we can have a chat. Today we're going to talk about how to calm your child when they're angry or feeling any strong emotion for that matter. The first thing that you need to remember when dealing with an angry child is that strong emotions like anger, outrage, or desperation are normal. They're normal feelings. We all experience these feelings. However, unlike adults who have a fully developed prefrontal cortex, also known as our rational brain, children have yet to fully develop this region of the brain, which means they are more susceptible to emotional hijacking than adults. And emotional hijacking just means that our emotional brain takes over and our rational brain checks out. And while adults do have the ability to control their emotions far better than children, I would argue that few actually do. I personally have both experienced and have witnessed other people have full-blown adult temper tantrums. And what is the first thing people typically tell us when we're upset and losing our cool? Calm down, right? And does that ever help the situation? No, never. I can't think of a time that's ever helped. More often than not, it exacerbates our emotional reaction. And the funny thing is, even though we know this and despise when people tell us to calm down, we tend to continue to use this statement or command with other people and we tell them to calm down as well. So tip number one is refrain from telling your child, or anyone for that matter, to calm down. The next few tips that I'm going to give you are in no particular order, and you'll likely be doing these things simultaneously. For instance, remaining calm yourself and practicing empathy. And I know it can be challenging to stay calm when your child is losing it. Tantrums and rebellious behavior are triggering for many of us. And if you've had a stressful, or tiring day, this type of behavior may be the very thing that pushes you past your breaking point. So what I'm about to suggest may be challenging to follow through with at certain times, but none of us are perfect it's important that we stay aware of that and we just work towards bettering ourselves and engaging with our children. However, if you can pull through and do the things that I'm about to suggest, you will have better results in the long run when it comes to your child's behavior. The reason it's important for us to stay calm, even if they, meaning our children or someone else, is worked up, is because we want to model the appropriate behavior for them. It doesn't matter what we tell them is the right thing to do, they're going to emulate what they see us doing. Just remember, we don't solve problems by becoming part of the problem, and when we match yelling with yelling, it only fuels those unpleasant, strong emotions and really gets us nowhere. And I recognize that staying calm is easier said than done. And this is where empathy can help. Being empathetic doesn't mean that we have to understand why someone is feeling what they're feeling. We may think it's absolutely ridiculous for them to feel a certain way over a particular situation. However, we can understand what it's like to feel that emotion. And that is what empathy is all about. Pulling from our experiences and remembering what it was like to feel anger, frustration, sadness, or a lack of control. We know it doesn't feel good. And we also know that when we've experienced these emotions, it was for a reason, that there was an underlying need that wasn't being met or a boundary that we felt like had been crossed. And when we shift our focus from their reaction and behavior to understanding what they're feeling, it makes it much easier to stay calm and helps them work through their strong emotions. Also remember that emotions are fleeting. This too shall pass, you just have to ride the storm that may last anywhere from a few seconds to several minutes. And if you can weather that storm effectively, the repercussions like emotional grudges, resentment, etc. will either be non-existent, short-lived. Respect is key, on either side when handling strong emotions. And this brings me to my next point, and that is give them space to work through their emotions. You might say something like, I see you're experiencing a very strong emotion right now. How much time do you need to work through what you're feeling? Now, how you say it makes all the difference. If you lack empathy and understanding in your tone, It may come across as sarcasm or even being condescending. For instance, if I were to say, How much time do you need to work through what you're feeling? Or, How much time do you need to work through what you're feeling? Right? It's a very different tone than saying, I see that you're experiencing a really strong emotion right now. How much time do you need to work through your feeling? there's that empathy, there's that compassion, understanding that this is a very unpleasant experience for them as well. And you're giving them that time to process that emotion and feel what they're feeling. And it also gives you time to collect your own thoughts and manage your own feelings that may arise due to this chaos, if you will. And and by doing this, by giving them that space, you're kind of giving your child a bit of control over the situation as well, which may have been all they wanted in the beginning. Sometimes children throw fits and we think it's for another reason, but really it's just they feel like they are completely out of control of their life and their rebellion or resistance or acting out. They're trying to prove to themselves, like, this is me trying to take control of my life. But let's say that your child decides to take their emotions out on you, and here's where you will want to establish strong boundaries. While you are fine with them feeling what they're feeling and processing their emotions, you want to make it clear that they do not have permission to direct those feelings at you or anyone else for that matter. So name-calling, yelling at you, hitting or biting are not acceptable behaviors and will not be tolerated. And if this happens, you can assertively say, I'm fine with you feeling what you're feeling. I know you're experiencing a strong emotion right now, but I will not allow you to direct what you're feeling at me. If you do, there will be consequences. So that's a decision that you need to make, but I will not allow this to happen. And you can follow that with saying something like, when your energy matches my energy or when your tone matches my tone, then we can talk and make sure when you state that, you are also being calm. Because if you say, when your energy matches my energy and when your tone matches my tone, then your tone is kind of matching theirs. So you want to make sure that you're staying calm. So when they do match your tone or how you're talking to them or your energy, it's a calmer energy and a calmer tone. And these direct statements are much different than arguing with your child because arguing is unproductive. It gets you nowhere. And when you argue with your child, what you're really doing is placing yourself on their level of emotional maturity in those moments. But a direct statement is simply telling them that you're giving them permission to feel, and at the same time, you're respecting yourself by reinforcing boundaries, while also instilling in them that taking their frustrations out on others is unacceptable. And the last thing that I want to cover is options that can help your child manage and process their emotions. Remember, emotions carry with them energy. The stronger the emotion, the stronger the energy, and more they'll have to express or release that energy to fully process that emotion. Think of this strong emotional energy like the pressure in a pressure cooker. You can either slowly let off the steam, which is a less intrusive way, or you can just blow the lid off, right? And what you don't want to do is allow those emotions to build up to the point that they explode. Now for toddlers, This is often what happens. They just release it all at once because they don't know how to manage that emotional energy effectively. That is age-typical behavior for them. And as they grow and develop, they'll emotionally mature and find more healthy and effective ways. But for them, it's best to just let them get it all out through stomping or screaming into a pillow or thrashing around in a safe environment and just let them get it all out all at once. But for older children, this is where you'll want to give them space to feel what they're feeling and process that emotion in a more emotionally mature and effective way. And this could be just spending some time alone somewhere in their room for them to think, Uh, going outside and maybe hitting or kicking a ball, and even screaming into a pillow for them as well. How children release their emotions really depends on the individual child, so there's many ways for them to do it, but a good rule of thumb is let them know that they can do what they want as long as they're not doing harm to themselves or doing harm to others. That's kind of my rule of thumb. So as a recap on how to manage or calm your child's anger or strong emotions, the first thing is refrain from telling them to calm down. The second thing is remain calm yourself and be empathetic to their feelings. Know what it's, Remember what it's like to have those emotions. Number three, remember that emotions are fleeting. Let it pass. They're not going to last forever. And sometimes when we try to control the situation too much, we can do more harm than good. Number four, don't try to reason with your child or anyone when they're upset or angry. It gets you nowhere. Number five, give them space to feel what they're feeling and give yourself space too to feel what you're feeling and control your strong emotions to the situation. Number six, set healthy boundaries for what is acceptable, meaning you don't allow them to direct their emotions at you or others. No harm, no attacking with words or with their bodies. That's a boundary, that's a rule. And lastly, number seven, provide them with options for expressing themselves. So a few examples that I use for the toddlers was stomping, rolling on the floor in a safe environment, you know, screaming into a pillow for older children, maybe just taking some time by themselves or exerting that emotion through sports or whatever it may be. (laughs) That's for them and for you to decide. But that's all for today. If you would like to learn more or have questions, I encourage you to check out generationeq.org where you can find information out about upcoming Generation EQ Parents Clubs where I personally facilitate 90-minute interactive discussion sessions every month on parenting with emotional intelligence. And expand upon topics such as this. In addition, I offer private family programs, which takes into account your family's unique personalities, needs, and behaviors. And I will put the link to Generation EQ in the show notes where you can find out the information to all of this. Until next time, live and lead with an open heart and an open mind. Thanks for listening.